Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Dion Gordon Podcast. I'm your host, the connoisseur of common sense, the purveyor of authenticity, the man who calls it right down the middle, Dion Tyre Gordon. Enough of the bullshit. Let's get to work. It was two weeks ago that the 49ers took a trip to the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina, and beat the brakes off the Carolina Panthers 37-15. to Beat earth, wind, fire, and ice off the Carolina Panthers. Beat seven different shades of shit down their leg, stomped a mud hole in them and walked it dry, sent Carolina to the upper room, smoked on some of that Carolina pack, that Petey Pablo Tar Heel Kush, an ass whooping so crushing, so deflating, so embarrassing, so vicious, that it led to a chain of events which culminated in the dismantling of the Carolina Panthers. The next day, they fired their head coach, Matt Rule, the embattled Matt Rule, who was probably going to get fired anyway. Then they traded Robbie Anderson earlier this week to the Arizona Cardinals. And then on Thursday, a blockbuster, earth-shattering, what-the-fuck-just-happened move. The Carolina Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night for a second-round pick in 2023, a third and fourth also in 2023, and a fifth in 2024, according to The Athletic and everyone else who already broke the story. That's major right there. That's big time. The 49ers made a power move. How about that? It's about fucking time. We haven't done something like that since we brought in Deion Sanders in 94. And what happened in 1994? We won a Super Bowl. See what happens when you bring in big time players, when you're aggressive, when you make a power move, when you don't just stand idly by and watch your your rivals, your ops teams in your division make moves and get better. The Los Angeles Rams last season, Odell Beckham, Vaughn Miller, to the Rams. What happened to the Rams? They won a Super Bowl. The 49ers, like I said, stood idly by, stood pat, and just let it happen and said, fuck it. We don't need to make moves. We don't need to compete with you. We're good with with what we got. And what happened? The Niners lost. That's one reason the Niners lost last season. This is awesome. I'm happy about this. This is great. The same team that couldn't get Matt Stafford in last year's offseason, who, by the way, Matt Stafford had an interview this week where he said he thought he was going to the 49ers. He obviously didn't. He went to the Rams. The same team that refused to go after Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback who ever played football, and the 49ers looked at him and said, nah, dude, we're good. Thanks, but no thanks. We got Jimmy Garoppolo. The same team that didn't do a goddamn thing the past couple years to boost the roster and compete with the other teams in the National Football Conference and really make an aggressive and assertive move, definitive move, to go after that elusive six Lombardi trophy. The same team went out and made a fucking power move on Thursday. Awesome. Good shit, John Lynch. Good shit, Kyle Shanahan. That's what I'm talking about right there. Have some testicular fortitude. Have some gumption. Have some pride in what you're doing. Be a man about it. Be masculine in your moves. Announce to the rest of the NFL and the rest of the world that we are the San Francisco 49ers and we're not fucking around. We are trying to get another championship. We have been close in recent years. We've been knocking on the doorstep in recent years. Super Bowl 54 appearance. 10-point lead. Seven minutes to go. Choke. Fail. Lose. NFC Championship game, last season, 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Choke, fail, lose. We've been right there. 
This is year four of the 49ers' legitimate Super Bowl window. For four straight seasons now, we have been one of the best football teams in the NFL, the best roster, one of the best rosters, top-tier, upper-echelon, elite team on paper and on the field, a Super Bowl berth and an NFC Championship game appearance two times in three seasons. It's pretty impressive. That's awesome. We've done everything except win the Super Bowl. Does this move put us over the top? That remains to be seen. Hopefully it does. But I like the assertiveness. I like the fact that we made that move. Don't just rest on your laurels. Don't be lazy. No, go out there and get somebody that can put you over the top. If you know you have a need, if you know that a playmaker, a certified dude is available for the right price, fuck those draft picks. Go out there and get a guy who's already proven and established himself to be a great football player, and that guy is Christian McCaffrey. The prophecy has been fulfilled. The prodigal son has returned to the California Bay Area. Born and raised in the Bay Area, played his college football at Stanford University in Palo Alto. His dad, Ed McCaffrey, played on that 94 championship team for the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan, once upon a time, used to babysit Christian McCaffrey. The McCaffreys and the Shanahans are good friends going back to the 90s when Ed played for Kyle's father, Mike Shanahan, for the Denver Broncos. And before that, for the 49ers, Mike was an offensive coordinator on that 94 championship team. The Shanahans and the McCaffreys go way back, like a red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Good friends for decades now. This all made sense. Once it became apparent that the Panthers were going to blow it all up and start from scratch and hold a fire sale and get rid of all their good players, everyone must go, clearance, whatever, going on a business sale in Carolina, fire the head coach, Baker Mayfield is the drizzling shits, this whole thing is not working, this team sucks, they're garbage, they're pathetic, they're tough to watch, they're an awful football team, we're going to blow this whole fucking thing up and start all over again, and our goal right now, because we know we suck, we know we're not going to win football games, our goal right now is to accumulate as many draft picks as possible, so everyone must go. Deal all your good players to contending football teams. Once it became abundantly clear that this was going to be the modus operandi for the Carolina Panthers, I knew internally we're going to get Christian McCaffrey. I didn't say it out loud. I have no way to verify this or prove it. But I felt internally we're going to get Christian McCaffrey for the reasons I already said. The Shanahan's and the McCaffrey's go way back. We have a need at running back. Elijah Mitchell's hurt right now. Jeff Wilson Jr. has been pretty good, but he had a costly fumble. And once I saw that, that really let me know. We might do something. The rumors have been swirling around for the past couple of weeks. Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers. It's been talked about. It's been reported. People have speculated on that. And I felt, hmm, this might happen. This might actually happen. Because of how close Kyle is to Christian and his family. Like I said, Shanahan's McCaffrey's yada, yada, yada. And the need that we have to get a proven playmaker at that position. And why not? Christian McCaffrey is like a better upgraded version of Jet McKinnon. And if you remember, you go back to 2018, we brought in Jet McKinnon, gave him like $30 million, and Kyle Shanahan was so happy about that. He was overjoyed about the signing, the acquisition of, of Jarek McKinnon. 
And he was saying that McKinnon's going to be a matchup nightmare. You can split him out wide as a wide receiver. You can throw passes to him out the backfield. Obviously, he's a running back. He's a very good football player, multifaceted, versatile, everything. He fits the Shanahan offense like a glove. Well, unfortunately, Jet McKinnon got hurt in training camp, blew his ACL, and never really contributed to the 49ers for the time he was here. Couldn't get healthy. Now he plays for Kansas City and is playing pretty well for Kansas City. However, his time in San Francisco was not very productive. Well, now with Christian McCaffrey, Kyle can do all the things he wanted to do with Jet McKinnon with the better version of Jet McKinnon known as Christian McCaffrey. Split him out wide, throw angle routes, screens to him out the backfield, hand the ball off to him, Swiss Army knife, dual threat, whatever a running back can do, he is more than capable. Put it like this. Christian McCaffrey is a Caucasian version of Marshall Falk. That's what time he's on. He's like that, cut from a whole different cloth. A modern version of Roger Craig from back in the day. That's, that's what Christian McCaffrey is, and that's what he is capable of being for the 49ers in the Kyle Shanahan system. We have a running back that can also play wide receiver in Christian McCaffrey. We have a wide receiver who can also play running back in Debo Samuel. We have a fullback who can play three different positions, including emergency third-string backup quarterback in Kyle Juszczyk. We have a tight end in George Kittle, who's pretty much a de facto offensive lineman. If only we had a quarterback that can play quarterback. And I say that as a joke with a heavy dose of sarcasm and snark, but... Make no mistake about it, with the addition of Christian McCaffrey and the overall abundance of talent on that 49er offense, the embarrassment of riches, the player personnel versatility that the 49ers have, so many different ways you can use all these incredible football players. With all that being said, the pressure is now heavy on two people in particular, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo and head coach Kyle Shanahan. I've said this before on the previous podcast. The 49er offense has been underwhelming, disappointing, shitty, to say the least. Hasn't been good. Has underachieved. Very much so. This team has been carried in large part by the 49er defense. The offense is lagging behind. And it doesn't make any sense for the 49er offense to be struggling the way it is with all that talent they have on that side of the football. I didn't even mention Brandon Ayuk or Jawan Jennings. Or Danny Gray. This team is loaded on both sides of the football. And now you bring in Christian McCaffrey? What? There are no, there are no excuses. I want to be very clear in what I'm saying right now. There are zero, none, nada, zilch excuses going forward for this football team, for the San Francisco 49ers. There are no excuses for Jimmy Garoppolo and for Kyle Shanahan. This offense should be lights out. Should be elite, top tier, upper echelon in the NFL. This offense should average about 27 or 30 points a game going forward. Once you bring him in and implement him into the system and get him acclimated to what the Shanahan offense is and his role and responsibility in that offense with the pieces that are already there, no excuses. I don't want to hear anything. Don't let me see this team go out there and score 14 or 17 points in the game. With the personnel you already have, are you bringing in McCaffrey? No, no, unacceptable. Get the fuck out of here. Put up 27, 30, 35, 40, 45 points in a game. 
There is no reason why Jimmy Garoppolo should not finish this season with 4,000 yards passing and over 30 touchdown passes, something he's never done at any point of his career. His best season was 2019. He had 3,978 passing yards, 27 touchdown passes, and 13 interceptions. He should eclipse 4,000 yards passing this season with the people he's surrounded by and go over 30 touchdown passes. He's been playing since week two. He's pretty much going to play a full season if he stays healthy. There's no reason why he can't put up 4,030 this season. No reason. And McCaffrey and his skill set is perfect for Garoppolo. As I've lamented about numerous times on this podcast, Garoppolo is not very good at throwing passes down the field. You're not going to see too many corner, post routes, go routes, sluggos, stick nods, seam routes, whatever. Shit down the field with Jimmy Garoppolo. What you will see is a lot of shit underneath, digs, drags, curls, slants, screens, angle routes out the backfield. Well, now you got Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey can take a five-yard angle route and go 80 yards with it. He has that ability. He's that good. He's that explosive, that athletic. Similar to what Raheem Mostert used to do so many times for the 49ers. Run a five-yard angle route out the backfield, and Garoppolo throws it to him, and he takes it 75 yards, and he does the rest of the work. You want to talk about yak? You already got Debo. You already got Kittle, Ayuk, Juwan Jennings, Kyle Juszczyk. Now you bring in McCaffrey. That's even more yak, and the quarterback gets all the credit for that. No excuses, Jimbo. No excuses whatsoever, dude. Put up numbers. Be the leader, the conductor, the director of an explosive and vibrant offense that strikes fear in the hearts of opposing defenses. And then there's Kyle Shanahan, the alleged offensive genius, the quarterback guru, the offensive savant, the smartest guy in the room, according to him. The pressure's really on him. You're supposed to be an offensive guy. Your offense has not been good for the majority of your time in San Francisco. Not good from a point score standpoint. The Niners have only finished top 10 in offense once under Kyle Shanahan. That was 2019. For this season, through six games, the 49er offense ranks 18th in the NFL, scoring a paltry 20.3 points per game, averaging 124 yards a game on the ground, 216 per game in the air for 340 yards per game. I thought our head coach was an offensive genius. Where is the genius at? Where's the brilliance? Where's the intelligence? Where's the progressive, forward-thinking offense? Kyle Shanahan's offensive brilliance so far this season has been like my biological father. I haven't seen it. No evidence of Kyle Shanahan being an offensive guru, savant, smartest guy in the room so far this season. It's been a mundane, milquetoast, ordinary, vanilla offense. Even though you got all this talent, all these people, all these capable all pro caliber, best in the, in the league at their position. Football players, George Kittle's an awesome tight end. Use him. Throw the ball to him. Debo Samuel can do everything. He showed you that last season. What's the problem? Where is the disconnect at? I'm going to say this very plain, very, very plain. If the 49ers this season, in year four of that Super Bowl window, with all the talent they got, on both sides of the football, offense and defense, with the personnel being what it is, if they don't win a Super Bowl this season, Kyle Shanahan should be fired. 
point blank period, I did not stutter. If the 49ers don't win a Super Bowl this season, Kyle Michael Shanahan should be relieved of his duties as head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. I don't care if he just recently signed a contract extension. I don't care if the team sucked when he took over and was devoid of talent and the cupboard was bare on the heels of the Chip Kelly debacle and Jim Tom Sula disaster. I don't care about any of that. If he can't win a Super Bowl with the plethora of player personnel at his disposal, if he can't get the job done with this roster, then go find someone who can. To me, it's that simple. I'm sick of this shit. It's four years now of almost winning. Four years of being pretty good, of being right there. Four years of coming up short, of being close. Fuck that. It's been 28 years since the 49ers last won a Super Bowl. That's a drought as far as I'm concerned. That's a long-ass time. That's not the Boston Red Sox 86-year championship drought. That's not the Chicago Cubs not winning since 1908 drought. That's not that. But 28 years is a long fucking time. You can do a lot of things in 28 years. I was nine years old. I'm 37 now. It's a long time. And truthfully, I just feel like he's an overrated coach. He's supposed to be an offensive mind. He's supposed to be so progressive, so ahead of the curve, so much smarter than everyone else. He's supposed to be an offensive savant. Where is the evidence? Show me the proof. The Niners have gotten close in recent years and gone to a Super Bowl and gone to an NFC Championship game, not because of the offense, because of the defense. He's not known as a defensive guy. He wasn't formally a defensive coordinator. He was formally an offensive coordinator. Why is it that the 49er defense always outperforms the 49er offense? Robert Sala right now is 4-2 and two coaching the New York Jets. He was our defensive coordinator in 2019. D'Amico Ryans right now is the best coach on that 49er staff, and that includes Kyle Shanahan. The defense is always ahead of the offense. Conceptually and schematically, Kyle does some very impressive things in his offense as far as game plan is concerned. I'll give him that. The first 15 plays from scrimmage, awesome. We always score. The Niners always get off to a nice start. And then after that, it fizzles. It turns into shit. Nothing happens. They can't sustain it. The Niners are 0-24 whenever they're down by more than four points going into the fourth quarter of a game under Kyle Shanahan. How come they can't come from behind? How come they can't score in the fourth quarter? Why'd they get shut out last week versus a less than impressive Atlanta defense? Atlanta has Grady Jarrett and A.J. Terrell and nothing else. And you couldn't put points on the board in the second half against that Atlanta Falcons team? I've been waiting about six years now to see that 2016 Atlanta Falcons offense in Santa Clara. Now, a lot of that has to do with Garoppolo and his limitations. He can't throw the ball downfield, as previously stated. But still... Where is it? Where is the proof? One time you had a top 10 defense. Once. You know, this Sunday as part of the uh, pregame festivities before the Kansas City game, they're going to honor the 49er team from 2012, 10 years ago, that played in and unfortunately lost Super Bowl 47 to the Baltimore Ravens. But on hand for the festivities is going to be the head coach of that 49er team, my man, Psycho Jim Khaki Pants. Jim Harbaugh, he's going to be there. And a popular argument amongst 49er fans is always, who do you prefer, Kyle Shanahan or Jim Harbaugh? 
I've said this before. My preference is Jim Harbaugh, easily, in a landslide. Under Jim Harbaugh, number one, we weren't always consistently injured. The team was healthy for the most part. Uh, We always had stellar offensive line play. We were physical and dominant. We kicked people's ass on a weekly basis. The only team that was physically superior to the 49ers during that era was our division rival Seattle Seahawks. It was them and only them. That was it. That's the list. Everyone else, the Niners were the bullies on the block. And yes, in recent years, this current incarnation of the 49ers, they've also been physically dominant and superior to most teams in the NFL. But that team was way more vicious. That team had a nine-game streak of putting someone from the opposing team on a cart. My man Deshaun Golson was on a personal five-game killing spree. He was knocking people the fuck out every game. Dante Whitner, same thing. That team was awesome. They were fun to watch. And I just love, I love Harbaugh's coaching style. He empowered his quarterbacks, number one. Kyle doesn't do anything to empower any of his quarterbacks. Garoppolo, Trey Lance, C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, Brian Hoyer, doesn't matter. Jim, before the game, always pounding on the shoulder pads. He motivated these guys. He got these guys to believe they were that good. He, he instilled confidence in Alex Smith, who at that point of his career had no confidence He instilled confidence in a young Colin Kaepernick. The team was hype every week. You had the Tony Montana squad on special teams. That team was fun. That was a fun era of 49er football. Four years of Jim Harbaugh, 44 wins, 19 losses, one tie. The dude got fired for putting up a record of 44-19-1, all because he couldn't get along and didn't get along with upper management, in particular Trent Baalke and the owner of the 49ers, Jed York. He once told Jed York, You can't come to practice because only men are allowed at practice. He told the owner of the football team, you're not a man. Psycho Jim was a different dude, and that's why he got fired, because he told the owner of the football team that he's not a man. And then he gets replaced by a positional coach who had no business being a head coach, but the only reason he was inserted into that role is because the owner knew he would never receive any pushback from Jim Tom Sula. Jim Tom Sula was never going to raise his voice or talk back to Jed York. He was going to do whatever Jed York told him to do. Same thing with Chip Kelly. And so many Niner fans that I talk to, when I tell them that I think Kyle should get fired if he doesn't win a championship, if he doesn't bring home a Lombardi trophy this season, so many Niner fans respond to that by saying, well, do you want to go back to the days of Chip Kelly and Jim Tom Sula? If you fire Kyle Shanahan, we're going to go back in time to that. We're going to revert back to that bullshit era of 49er football. We're going to regress. We're going to be trash again. Not necessarily. Just don't repeat the same mistakes. Don't promote a positional coach with no head coaching experience and don't bring in a college coach with a gimmicky offense. Go get a motherfucker with a proven track record of grooming and developing quarterbacks and having consistent, productive offenses. Go get someone like that. Sean Payton is available. I'm just saying. I applaud the move to go get Christian McCaffrey. I'm all about this. I'm on board with this a thousand percent. Awesome. Good job. Be aggressive. If you didn't get Christian McCaffrey, the rumors are, the story that's been reported was the Rams were trying to get him. So you ran the risk of being upstaged by your division rival twice. You lost out on the Matt Stafford sweepstakes. There was no way you could possibly lose out on the Christian McCaffrey sweepstakes. This move had to be done for all the naysayers out there, for all the members of the 49er cult who act as if the Niners should never bring in anyone from the outside. 
This move had to be done. For the people saying, well, we gave up a lot to get him, not really. We had a bunch of compensatory picks that we received due to the NFL's Rooney rule and minority head coaches getting hired somewhere else. If that happens, your team gets a bunch of draft picks in return. So we got picks back from Robert Sala, who's Lebanese, being hired by the New York Jets. And also former 49er offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel, the current head coach of the Miami Dolphins, who is somewhere in his DNA a black person. Couldn't tell by looking at him. He's somewhere, somehow black. He's about as black as Elizabeth Warren is Native American, but whatever, I'll take it. Fuck it. If it gives the 49ers compensatory picks, I don't mind. And next year, the 2023 NFL Draft, the 49ers have five draft picks, two-thirds, a fifth, and two-sevenths. Obviously, they gave away two first-round, I won't say gave away, they traded two first-round draft picks to the Miami Dolphins to acquire the services of quarterback Trey Lance. Truthfully, it doesn't bother me at all because the Niners' success in the draft in recent years during the Shanahan-Lynch era has mostly, almost exclusively, come in the later rounds. Fred Warner was a third-round draft pick. George Kittle was a fifth-round draft pick. Tawanoa Hafunga was a fifth-round draft pick. Elijah Mitchell was a sixth-round draft pick. Those are four of the best players on the team right now. The early-round picks, especially the first-round picks, Mostly terrible. Dante Pettis, Reuben Foster, Solomon Thomas, all trash. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't really care about giving away draft picks at this point. The team, the roster is already loaded. They're already good enough. They're at the point right now where they had to do something to put them over the top. You had to go out and get it. You had to swing for the fences. You had to swing for the fences and try to hit a home run. You had to take a 0-2 fastball down the middle and put it about 450 feet opposite field with an exit velocity of 100 miles per hour and a launch angle of Mount Everest. Swing for the fucking fences. Make a definitive and declarative move to go win a Super Bowl. And that is what the 49ers did this week. Show some balls. Show some chutzpah. Some cojones. I like it. I love it. As a matter of fact, I understand the trepidation about Christian McCaffrey's injury history. He does have a propensity to get hurt. And as we all know, Kyle Shanahan gets his players hurt on a regular basis. I don't know what it is or why it is that so many players on the 49ers have gotten hurt during the Shanahan era. I understand that. That's, that is my trepidation about all this. Is he going to hold up? Is he going to last? Are other guys going to last? It's Debo, it's Kittle, whoever. I don't even want to say it out loud. But you know what? You really can't think that way. You can't think that someone's going to get hurt. Hopefully, cross your fingers, knock on wood, pray about it if you feel so inclined to do so. Hopefully, nobody, no major injuries to major impact players on this team going forward. We stay healthy, reasonably healthy, and can make that run to Glendale, Arizona on that first Sunday in February and play for it and this time win the Super Bowl. Because if they don't, as I said earlier, and I stand by this, I stand on this, I can't be any more adamant in what I am saying. If the 49ers don't win a Super Bowl this season, Kyle Shanahan should be fired. That is the level of expectation I have for this team that's the level of expectation everyone should have for this team. Four years, and you got, you got your quarterback back, right? Everyone wanted Garoppolo. Everyone said he gives us the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Well, you got him. Okay, Kyle assassinated Trey Lance in week two, 
And now Jimmy's here. The expectations, the standard, the pressure is all on both of those men. Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan, get it done this year. Get shit done. Anything else will be uncivilized. And with all of that being said, this concludes this episode of the Dion Gordon Podcast. Eternally grateful, always humble, very much appreciative. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, as always, a friendly reminder to tread lightly like a woodpecker with a headache. Picture me rolling. I'm out.